Welcome to Souls Enlightenment with Vera and Chrissy. I'm Vera. And I'm Chrissy. <laughs> Let's do it over. <laughs> It's okay. Let's just go with it. Let's go with it. All right. Cool. (laughs) I was trying so hard not to cough. (laughs) Okay. You want to turn the fan off? No. Okay. Totally fine. All right. Well, here we go. I'm Vera. (laughs) And And I'm Chrissy. There you go. (laughs) So what we're going to talk about today, of course, is the energy for the next coming week for it would be what? May 3rd to May 9th. May 4th. May 4th. It's a Sunday to a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. May Sundays. 3rd is Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And then May 10th is Sunday. I so, see what it's, you're yeah. so it's Sunday to a Sunday. So that's for the whole seven days kind of thing. And then, of course, we have to give reference to who we're talking about, who we read, and that is C.A. Brooks. Yes. And she's from Mark Houston's Power Peak. So okay. if you want to look that up, that would be wonderful. And I'm sure she would appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> so this week, starting on Sunday, obviously. That since we talked about that, the full moon is going to be in deeply emotional and spiritual Scorpio. Okay. And that's going to be on Thursday. And this is going to set the tone for the next few weeks. So we may not understand intellectually how all life is interconnected, but our soul tribe does. Right. Because they know we're all connected. But for those of you that don't know or are new to our philosophy, then that's what it is. Right. Because anything we do make makes a ripple exactly. into the universe, right? So exactly. all that good thoughts, good energy. It does it have ripples. an effect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that was that's pretty nice. So we are all one is what she's saying. And of course, uh, the full moon, this full moon, the Scorpio full moon, I should say, is uh, connected. And she's not speaking metaphorically, she said. Because she just mentioned that we're all connected, right? Right. So when the sun in Taurus comes into perfect opposition with the moon, it is with Mercury, the messenger, at its side, reinforcing the natural balancing act between the sun's extroverted yang and the rational nature that is being interwoven with the moon's yin. The emotional side. Yeah, the introverted, yeah. And the intuitive temperament, right? I was just going to say, yeah. So as reinforcement, the moon is pulling in spiritual, imaginative, and dreamy energy through the trine of Neptune and Pisces. Oh, I like that. I like that very much, too. (laughs) So it might seem like there's a lot to unwrap because she does tell you a lot of stuff about trying this and Scorpio that and this All those planetary. Which, like, I'm like. Combination right over my head. <laughs> I know, just too. tell me what it means. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it means that uh, what the take-home points are for what she's talking about is that all of this is going to echo through the following week. All this energy, and it uh, might help us to get our heads and hearts uh, to be wrapped around us to understand what she's talking about. So going back to the basics, remember that the full moon okay. is the halfway point in the lunar cycle. From the new moon two weeks ago until now, we have fed, nurtured, maintained, and groomed our intentions, projects, and relationships. Listen up, people that have been talking to me about relationships all week. When the sun is opposite the moon, we see the full measure of the sun's light reflected off the surface of the moon. I love that. I do too. Mm. It is the high point, the zenith, the time to show and tell. What we've created, 
what does it look like, what we can do with it, what do we see by the light of the silvery moon, full moon, right, that we didn't realize before. So it's going to help us to start understanding all this past week's energy of sometimes turmoil and not things working out, things not working correctly or the way we thought they were going to work out. Right. So this is going to help us to to understand why exactly. So it might seem like it's going downhill until the next new moon, right? But that doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that it has to be negative. That's what I love about her. Because when she even talks about retrograde, it's not negative. It's not a negative thing. Yeah. So it is more like we're using the revelations and the light of the moon to guide us through this natural period of waning light and decline. As the moon gives off a little bit of light each night, slowly diminishing to a mere silver sliver in the sky, we too distribute, disseminate, and assimilate. Yeah, what we have received and learned. I like that too. In keeping with the natural rhythms, we can coordinate our efforts to be in an alignment. That's why knowledge is power. Exactly. To be in alignment with nature and mass consciousness. The full moon is a peak. It's a beautiful one. But one that we can't hold on to, right? Because because nature it takes doesn't it past take the full moon. It, exactly, yeah. it doesn't stay there for long. So nature doesn't work like that. If the pond does not have a source and an outlet, it becomes overwhelming, unbalanced, or stagnant. And that's what happens to us because we're energy. It is so true. We're water, energy, all that stuff. It just reminds me of a creek and keeping that water flowing, ever-changing, ever-growing. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's change is inevitable. And as such, it's part of the process of nature in the world that we live in. So this is a time for profound self-discovery and inner awareness, especially with the moon in a very intuitive and probing sign of Scorpio. So this is time for you to understand what you really need, what your truth is, what you want to align yourself with. Right, right. You know, who, what people you want to be around. Mm-hmm. It's just that this is the time right now. So um, it says, along with its allies and even the smidge of disagreement offered by the progressive Mars, this full moon can be a significant sign and guidepost. We can expect this period to be one with... An abundance of feelings. So here we go. And, you know, it sounds like revelations, like what you were saying right. with the full moon, right. so that we could see what is right underneath the surface that we don't usually see. Yeah, because, you know, emotions run deep, just like, mm-hmm. you know, the water that we're made of. Waters run deep. So, uh, but it can also keep us focused on the positive adjustments that we are required to make as human beings on this planet. So ruled by Pluto, Scorpio reminds us of the importance of listening to truth wherever we find it. This sign is naturally introverted and mysterious. Don't be afraid to be a hermit. I love that. We've said that before on our YouTube channel. Yes. You know, shows. Don't be afraid to be alone to really see what you need, what you're about, what you're feeling. What's the lesson there? Yeah. And people are so, some people, not all people are so afraid of feeling that they numb it. That's why we have the alcoholism, the addicts. Yeah, exactly. But that's a path. You know, everyone has their path. Of course. And sometimes that's the way they have to go before they realize what it it is they really need. Mm -hmm. So um, 
Scorpio also reminds us, Scorpio moon also reminds us not to hold on to the past. Are you listening? People that you talked to this week, <laughs> enjoy the highlight, the zenith, the high points, taking away the wisdom and revelations from that Scorpio moon, right? Right. Then embrace the natural decline, living in the expectation of how every moment leads naturally to the next. And no moment, even the sad, scary, scary ones, need they're not wasted. You need those to go on to the next level of your life level not level but what, how would you say it the next part of your life that needs change definitely you know it mm -hmm. reminds me of something that needs healed and sometimes we don't heal it it's scary to take off the band-aid because we're used to how having that band-aid exactly but right? once we do take it off then that healing it's i know it there can be scary mm -hmm. but then that's where the healing really occurs exactly so even though change is often motivated by motivated, I can really speak today <laughs> by our interpretations of uh, events external to ourselves, we might want to rethink that position. We are all connected. So when you turn on a light, my world is a bit brighter. I love that. Yes. You know, and when you find it within your heart to forgive yourself, accept someone with different ideas or values and be kind instead of judgmental. It ripples throughout the entirety of the universe. It, so go inside that Scorpio moon and be ready to be changed with what you find. Oh, I love it. It's going to be an awesome week. Yes, it is. Revealing. Uh-huh. And challenging, but revealing mm -hmm. and amazing. Exactly. Do you think it's time for a break? I think it is. We'll be right, right back. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> All right, so we are going to start our second half with questions. questions. We have mm -hmm. two questions that came in from Crystal Dolphin. Yay. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and read their question. I would like to know, if someone gets murdered, how does that, fit into an exit point. Do people ever arrange for that to occur on a soul level? And also, is it possible for someone to die before it's their time if they did not commit suicide? So that is a great question. So what obviously what Crystal Dolphin is talking about is the life chart that we wrote before we came into life of our experience on the other side or heaven or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. And we are going to have an exit point that we take to leave this life. So that's what they're referring to. And generally we have five exit points. Yes. Some people have more, mm -hmm. but everyone has at least five. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's actually a really good question. We've gotten this one before. Is it charted? Is murder, murder chart, right. is being murdered, is something being murdered that we would chart in our life chart? And we believe that. It is. It is, actually. It is definitely charted. Okay. Why would we chart that? Well. Many different reasons. Yeah. I mean, obviously, 
the things that we chart, there's always going to be a lesson at the heart of it. Mm -hmm. It could be a lesson for ourselves, right? Or it could be a lesson for others in life. It could even be lessons for those that are watching on the other side because so many entities on the other side are watching what we're going through and learning from what we're experiencing. I know, and it, it has, as horrific as it sounds, there's sometimes a point to the murder. Right. Because I was sharing with Chrissy, I had seen a documentary on a little boy that was murdered by his mother and her boyfriend. And it was horrific. It was horrific child abuse. In fact, oh, it was horrible. the EMTs that came when they were called because he they killed him, uh, they were so traumatized at the trial that they could hardly talk. They were mm. they were crying because it was it was. They said they have never seen that much abuse, abuse trauma, kind of thing. Oh. And like, why would we chart that? why you know but the thing with and his name was gabriel mm. and the thing that happened because of that murder there was instances throughout he was only eight but and he was brought up by his um mother's brother because she just didn't want him and then the the parents found out that their son was gay so they didn't want him taking care of the baby. So they took him. Right. Okay. And while he was with the uncle, he was treated wonderfully. He thrived. He was a happy baby, a happy boy. He went to the grandparents and he was okay. He was, you know, mm -hmm. but then the mother wanted him and they gave him, they gave the little boy to the mother. Uh-oh. Within eight months, he was dead. Wow. And all this time... There were teachers that were so concerned with this little boy that they turned, they went to CPS. They had to. It's against the law if they of don't. Of course. So CPS investigated. They found nothing. Oh, my god! In fact, they would reprimand the little boy and tell him he better mind his mother and stop lying. Because oh that was the first gosh. thing they would say is that he was a liar. Oh no! Whenever leave the parents, yeah. And so finally, this one teacher called the police. The oh. police went over, and the police believed the mother, oh, and took no. the little boy into the police car, and told him that if he didn't stop lying, that they were going to take him to jail. Oh my god! So they had, and this was many times. It wasn't just one time. They were called many times, the CPS, the police. Oh, no, no one did anything. But they were calling the, the CPS and the police because he had bruises. So his he teachers, was horror. It he was, was he, he couldn't was, stay awake during school because they kept him locked in a, in a box, hogtied with a gag in his mouth all night. Oh my God. He had no food in his stomach whenever oh. they did the autopsy. Nothing except these little particles that they couldn't figure out what it was. It was cat litter. Oh, so they don't know if they forced him to eat the cat litter right, or if he was right. so hungry, right. you know, either way, either way, it was horrific. Abuse. Yeah. And no one did anything to, to save oh, this little boy. God. And whenever um, there was an investigation because he was, there was a dead body right. and wanted, you know, they were going trying to convict these parents. And so they wanted to go to CPS to get reports and, 
Then they found out the CPS did nothing. Wow. So to make it long story short, this is why this little boy's death spotlighted what this CPS department was doing. Right. Because they were, they were, they said they were more secretive. The people that were investigating it said that the CPS at that place was more, that was more secret than the FBI. They could not find out who was in charge. What? Yeah. It was like the That's one department didn't know what the other department was doing. It was just, they said it was a total mess. And then two weeks, I believe, or two months after Gabriel died, another little boy died <gasps> oh, of child no. abuse. And it was in that in area. Same, same CPS. Like neighborhood or something, right? You said? Same area. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, and that's what. So the- that's what I'm talking about. There's sometimes a reason for that homicide. Yeah. You know, and he was willing on the other side to say, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what I was going to bring up is that so many times we've seen mm-hmm. examples of where people's murders right. have changed laws, laws exactly. or systems of how mm-hmm. things are done mm-hmm. or rooted out. Look at the OJ with, with domestic abuse. Right. You know? Exactly. So that is one of the reasons why we would charge I'm sorry that. you brought his name up. I should have said Nicole. But I, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know yeah, what you mean. Give but, him credit. But that's a, a very good example of why we would chart something like that. Right. And, you know, it's interesting too because sometimes these um, these situations that are that happen between like, let's say a couple mm-hmm. and they have a past life together where let's say one of the, one of them took the other's life or whatever it might've been. Right. And in this life they charted to hopefully overcome it. Mm-hmm. And that's this possible exit point that hopefully if they were able to, let's say, get their power back and leave the person, then they don't take that Exit point. point. They learned that lesson. And that's where sometimes there's there. That's where exit points are an option. So we might have charted it, but if we learn it, then we might not take that murder exit point. Right. And so it's, it's like, it's so unique is fingerprints. I mean, very individual. Yeah. And so some of the things about exit points too, that we wanted to, mention is that not only do we have five at least Mm -hmm. but there can even be windows of time Mm -hmm. around the exit point that it could be sooner or after that exit point and what determines well that's usually the last one though and there's like a seven year Mm -hmm. window either way Mm -hmm. so it's more like a 15 year window it's seven years before or seven years after so that's interesting isn't it Mm -hmm. that maybe if if our if we charted being murdered but then and it's really up to 15 years it's not you know it's it doesn't go over yeah yeah. it like a lot of times it won't be even that it'll be much less but that's something that we wanted to share is that if we do get our lessons, maybe we don't take that murder exit right. point. But it's like you just said, it's very individual. Yeah, and it's very um, in-depth. Yeah, very in-depth. But yes, to answer Wasn't that Wasn't there question, another question too? Yes, and Crystal Dolphin 
had a second question, and this is a good one as well. I have heard people say that everyone has had a past life playing a villain or a very dark role. Is that true? Or are there people who were always mostly good people in every incarnation, even if they might have done things they regret? I don't see myself as holy, but I know I have a good heart and it does not resonate to me. So I feel that we definitely chart many different types of experiences. Right. But if I don't see us, if we are someone that has um, a very good heart, I don't see us being a villain per se, but sometimes there's like, if people were on the outside were to view it on the inside, they might say that. I mean, yeah. view it from the outside, they might say that person is bad. Like, it depends on the intent. Too. Right, the intent, you know, because it was like they're protecting, they're, right. they're going after what they, was done to them. Exactly. Yeah. Their, their family or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's basically it. It's like sometimes, you know, some good people do something that others would view as horrible. As being a villain. Yeah. But that's not necessarily that meaning that their soul lost is. Lost light soul or something. Right. That's exactly. not necessarily the case. You know, and even with uh, Genghis Khan, I asked Angus. <clears throat> and Angus is a ma our master teacher on the other mm -hmm. side that gives us information through Vera. So I asked him in a trance once. I, I asked him about Genghis Khan. Mm -hmm. And he actually said that Genghis Khan was a very good man in a really hard time. <clears throat> so I thought that was yeah. interesting. There you go. Because a lot of people would think. That's not the case. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So was there, was there anything no, else? No, there's nothing else. About yeah. that? Mm -mm. Okay. Very right. good questions, though. Yeah. Thank you for, for asking. Exactly. For sharing. We hope you guys have a great questions. week. A and great we'll see week. You next week. All right. And have a, a stay enlightened. <laughs>